to the Beats Hub. CD. You heard it through the grapevine. You heard it here first, it's a bame's life Mozzie easy with the knowledge, better take time Man or woman, it don't matter over these sides Black or brown, it don't matter over these sides Conversations always popping over these sides Where's your peace signs? Where's your white wine? Don't stress, don't worry about those deadlines Cause you've heard it through the grapevine You heard it here first, it's a bame's life You heard it through the grapevine You heard it here first, it's a bame's life Hello everyone, welcome back to another week of It's A Bane's Life podcast. You already know who it is, it's your B, the baddest B in the whole land, Masikisi, <laughs> aka L. Hi, hi everyone, my name is Amale, aka Mao the Artiste, aka Zambian King, aka that girl over there. <laughs> I am a sex and wellness educator and also work with a support organization that helps black and brown LGBTQI people reconcile their faith and sexuality. Yeah. We've got quite a bit to talk about today. Self-love. I feel like self-love means something different, which is rightly so to many different people. Yeah. So what does self-love mean to you? What does self-love mean to me? Mm-hmm. How do you practice it? Okay, so first of all, let me show you what self-love to me. Self-love to me is seeing myself in the fullness that I am. It's like instead of looking at the full moon as like a crescent moon, it's seeing the fullness of the moon and seeing all the little crates and loving all of them and just appreciating it even when it's a crescent moon just knowing that it's still full do you know what i mean yes um how do i practice it by telling myself and showing myself love and appreciation every single day on a daily basis practicing kindness and tenderness and just sweetness to myself because you know what in this life you can't wait for someone to show you sweetness you have to show yourself that sweetness that you desire first and then you've got to wait when it when it comes through from someone else it's just like it's the icing on top of the cake it's not the whole cake you know exactly yeah i'm I'm really big on this whole thing of like not waiting for someone to show you the appreciation that you you, you desire that you mm-hmm. deserve and that you you are worthy of and also this whole thing of like we're really under undervalue ourselves you know mm-hmm. we really do and we're majestic even on days when we can't get out of bed we're still majestic creatures you know and we should show ourselves extra love even on those days so so true and i'll be honest i went through a phase where i absolutely hated myself mm. and i think that came down to allowing people other people to tell me how I should look. Yeah. And then I had to go through this phase of, okay, all these people tell me I should look like this and I don't look like this. And then they tell me there's a problem with me looking like this. Or you then go to that that level, you know, to lose the weight, to, to put on more makeup, to wear your hair in a certain way. You know, natural hair, six years ago was not a thing for black women mm. do you know what i mean when i first started going natural people were like what are you doing you look like you've just been dragged through a bush for example 
when I allowed people to tell me how I should look, how I should behave, you know, I lost who I really was, first of all. Because also, bearing in mind, I'm not 30 yet. <laughs> Still fresh. So I was even younger at this point. And I feel like when you're younger, you're already like naturally going through the process of figuring yourself out. And then you allow other people to infiltrate that by what their perception or society's perception is of normal mm. for each individual. And now you're trying to fit into like multiple stereotypes and you just get absolutely lost. And what I've come to realize is I actually enjoy being a bigger person. Like, I'm not talking I'm morbidly obese people. Like, I can, like, I could run away from a Rottweiler if needed to. Jeremy, I can run for a bus. But in general, I have become happy in my body because I allowed everybody else. Mm. I, I had to sit myself down and say, what is actually making me unhappy? And it turned out it was just everybody else's opinion of me. Yeah. I was like, well, if I just do me and I'm happy, how does it really matter what anybody else thinks? Because I'm happy. And once you start to get on that journey, you start to see the beauty that is in your body. You know what I mean? Like your body as it is, is beautiful. Um, <clears throat> any work you want to do, to it is like up to you and whatever exactly but as it is as it is it's beautiful and it's yours and for me as well like um i think self-love has been a journey that i've had to take and this is where boundaries have become really important because those boundaries allowed me to define myself for myself in terms that i understood and was okay with mm -hmm. um and then once I was able to get to that point with those terms, I was then able to express them out to people. And if you can't respect these boundaries, then, uh, you know, the door is right there, my friend. Exactly. Like, and um, like boundaries have been really, a really key point to sustaining self-love. Yes. Um, <clears throat> I don't take people transgressing my be. Look at that English. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Did you hear it? <laughs> yeah, I, I brain just went. <laughs> 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 um, I don't take people just crossing my boundaries lightly. <laughs> and that's why I'm like that as well. Because, mm. and you know what else I've noticed? When you start to indulge in self-love and really put yourself first not even in a selfish way but actually think about your happiness before mm. anything else and doing what feels right for you people naturally gravitate towards you in a certain way i'm actually getting more compliments now for just being who i am mm. than when I was trying to be that girl who, you know, would have their weave done. If you see the way weaves used to look on my head, it was diabolical. Like, after a week, I would look like somebody that had been dragged through bushes, you know. I did not know how to comb it. 
and they need a lot of care waves you have Honestly, to know what you're doing to be able to pull them off like it's and, not for me you know with when you do self-love and you do self-boundaries and all of this and you start to step into who you are authentically your tribe really does find you you start to find your tribe and like the connections that you then make with people are so sincere and they're so genuine that like it, self-love really does change everything it really changes everything because i think sometimes because of a lack of self-love we find ourselves in spaces where people don't celebrate us when yeah. there's people who can celebrate us and even if it means that celebrating ourselves first because you know being amongst people who see you is such a priceless thing and even just seeing yourself is such a priceless thing. It's not something that happens overnight or whatever. Like, I think to be able to see yourself and look yourself in the eye in the mirror, it takes a lot of work because those shadows, my God. <laughs> exactly. exactly. My God. When they start to pop up, hey. Sh- and like, we're not saying that, you know, you won't have parts of your body that you're not hung up about. Mm. Because everybody do, everybody has something that, they would like to change if they could i mean i personally wouldn't enhance anything on my body but that's just because i've gotten to a point where i'm just like i don't feel like i need to now if you feel like you need to and you've weighed the risks and you want to go ahead with it and you're happy then by all means fire away you know? i think also it's important to stress research research yeah. research don't research. just be doing things because you want to be doing gang 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 because i think it's important to research the actual type of re- surgery that you're about to take the surgeon who's going to do it the clinic is doing it and that all of it needs to be researched because if you're going outside of the uk for instance you don't know what's out there. You don't know what coverage you get. You don't know what kind of level of care that you will receive. And is it really worth risking your life? Yeah. Is your health really, is it really worth risking all of that? And and it's not to say that, it's not to put like surgery under like negative light, because I think if you think that surgery is what is right for you, then by all means do it. Um, just make sure you do you do what's right for your body and for yourself in terms of getting the right care and the best level of um, professionalism. Yeah, I guess professionalism will work. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I completely agree. Um, and yeah, like you, people will have things on their body that they're not particularly a fan of, but you, when, I think when you start to indulge in self-care, you learn how to make those parts work for you. Mm rather than hate them so much you know what what angles suit you you know like you said taking nudes i look at myself in the mirror every day when i'm getting dressed and that's something i never used to do i literally used to like head down get dressed put you know cream moisturize whatever i need to do clothes on look at myself to make sure the clothes actually like are on the right way around not even that you know they're flattering in any way and then and then be done with it like I didn't really stop to think why am I wearing what I'm wearing do you know what I mean you're just wearing clothes for the sake of wearing clothes and to me clothes don't really matter because I don't conform to society norms of gender rules anyway fuck up so I can wear whatever I want to but that didn't even play into my mind until I started thinking about 
why I'm wearing what I'm wearing. Mm-hmm. And then also, once you start practicing self-love, you know, you might then go further afield and start to practice self-love sexually mm. on yourself. <laughs> so many people get into relationships and they don't know what they like sexually, let alone how to please their partner. That's true. I was going to say, like, um, as well, in regards to, like, if there's a part of your body that you don't like, I think with self-care, the way that you then address that part is very different. I think you tend to come from it from a, a point of like, um, with with care, you know, with um, f- from a point of love rather than yeah. from a point of hate. And even the way that if it's say, for instance, um, if it's like, for instance, your belly, like then the actions that you take won't be in a way to punish your belly, but then you make the conscious, with self-love, you make better conscious decisions knowing that they'll bet- benefit your health in general. And exactly. then in terms of like self-love and like sex, like it really, it, definitely, definitely, definitely. Because if you can able to see your body as beautiful, I think that even the way that you masturbate will change. Like, though, because you'll be more willing to, like, explore your body. And then once you're able to fully explore your body, you can then express that to a partner or partners. um, Or partners. And even then, the kind of sex that you then have with self-love, because of your, you're able to express and communicate what you like, I think it will change because then what, what and how you talk about sex with your partners then also changes positively and then becomes a whole thing. Like self-love really does feed into every aspect of your life and just brings peace and bliss and just goodness. So true. I remember when we were having that conversation about pleasure mm. and mm. we were saying that like, I can't even remember what I was saying now, and it was going to be a decent point as well. That whole conversation was so lit. <laughs> we were literally just walking down the road when we started having this conversation. I swear, if anybody hangs out around us, they'll be like, what is wrong with these people? <laughs> but we were talking about pleasure and like, do people really understand where pleasure comes from? And how do we measure pleasure, you know? Mm. Because how many people are having sex and thinking that they're pleasured, but not actually pleasured, until you meet somebody that pleasures you? And then you're like... You have, like, that massive O, and you're just like, holy lord... This is what pleasure looks like. This this is pleasure. High pleasure. <laughs> nice <100. to> <laughs> but I think also because people don't experience pleasure in their day-to-day lives, they yes. don't have a marker for what pleasure feels like or what pleasure can feel like. So their their um understanding of pleasure is locked just purely to like sexual pleasure, which yeah. then limits it limits you, I think. If you're able to feel pleasure in your day-to-day where it's not connected to sex, I think that when it is connected to sex, then every part of you can then be involved and you're more present in that moment of pleasure. Exactly. Because, like, so, for example, yeah, for me, if I start, so my working day on some days starts at, like, 
seven o'clock in the morning. I will make a list of things that I need to get done, like deadlines for work that I need to get done that day. When I get to the end of that list by my working day, there is a level of pleasure that I feel from them. Like I have made an achievement. I set myself a goal. Well, technically I set myself a goal, but work has also set me a goal, but I've hit that goal. Mm-hmm. I've gotten everything done and I can understand that that's not just, oh, you know, another working day done. That's me actually hitting the goal because when I'm, you know, not really taking care of myself, when I'm not really, you know, <coughs> giving myself that self-love, those things start to slip. Mm. You know, my Monday deadline is still waiting to happen on Wednesday. And everything else is being shifted, shifted, shifted. And actually, when I then take a break to come back to myself and say, okay, what is stressing you out? Let's sort this problem out. Or you just need a good nut. Sometimes, yeah, you just need a good nut. You don't need nobody else involved. You just need to pleasure yourself. You need to get rid of that stress. All that pent up, built up energy just needs to go. Exactly. You need to meditate. I love or I love masturbating after meditating. Actually. Oh, oh, that's the thing. I meditate and fall asleep. <laughs> no one told me. It's a ten. <laughs> I sleep so much better, actually. When you meditate, masturbate, then sleep. Yep. I mean, like, I can see why. I can, I can completely understand. Because my body is just so relaxed and I'm, I'm not even like in my mind, but I've, I've cleared everything out. And therefore, I am in an open space with my body now to explore. Mm-hmm. And then once you explore, it's just... Wonderful. You're just arriving, arriving, arriving. Oh, let me tell you. <laughs> you see, Captain PJ. <laughs> like, sometimes, yeah, I'll be org- my body's orgasming, but my spirit is talking to Jesus. And yeah. Jesus is like, it's not your time. Go back. But you know, um, sex can also be quite spiritual. Yes, I mean, yes, even by yourself, yes, even with a partner, even with partners, sex can be really like, like you feel one with. <laughs> have you ever had an also awesome? It changes your life, it changes your life. You start the gray lifts, suddenly, you can smell the flowers, <laughs> you can hear the bees, and they don't bother you. <laughs> and sometimes you get to that climax on your own because you've mm. just given yourself that time to release the stress and the tension and you're not you're not even thinking about orgasming you're thinking of giving yourself that love and care that you desire that you want for yourself mm. you give it to yourself without mm. even knowing and then you just hit the big the big time jackpots if you're when you're in that state of calm, I think that it's easy to then have like you can have quite an intense orgasm that way when yeah. you're in that level of just complete calm and um, 
surrender, submission yeah. <laughs> to yourself. <laughs> full circle. We <laughs> did. Oh, full we submission. Did. Because I think that's when, like, when you're in that submissive moment, that's when you're like, your eyes roll back. And then you can see, like, the galaxy and vastness and everything. And, oh, oh child. It's amazing. We need to do a sex education program because I feel like we might have unlocked some crazy keys right now. Oh, my gosh. We got the keys. We got the keys. We got the key, key, keys. Watch our sex show on Channel 4. I'm putting it out there, you know what I mean? Because Channel 4 is a kind of, like, TV station I would hold. Yes, that, so, you know. exactly. So, um, if anybody <laughs> from Channel 4 is listening, um, yeah, like, we're, we're quite happy to be commissioned. Um, we're ready. I don't have to uh, give too much notice at work, just saying. Out there. <laughs> <laughs> I choose to make no comments. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, self-love is such an important part of your personal growth, I think, as a person. Mm-hmm. Whatever that may be and however you identify, whether that is queer, straight. And I think until we start doing that, we're not going to bridge that, you know, orgasmic um, gap that we unfortunately have between sexists the sexes, the genders, the sexual orientations. We're not going to bridge that gap until people stop taking life too seriously. Like, just chill the fuck out, you know? You don't you know, need first... to be in a campsite singing Kumbaya. <laughs> just relax a little bit. Take some time out for yourself. Take a nap. Take a nap. Listen. That's 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 the first step i think you know that's the first action of life self-love when i don't know what to do i'm like okay cool gross what you're about to do nap and that's my first that's my first point that is my first thing as well when i'm so stressed and i'm like i'm like a million deadlines i don't know what i'm doing i've got too many things on there's emails flying in and out of everywhere i'm like it's nap time I need to just start again. I need to regenerate myself right now. And then I feel like when I wake up, I then start to make a plan of how I'm going to tackle everything. Yeah. And all of a sudden, all these tasks don't actually seem as big as what they were before. It's not as overwhelming. It's not as overwhelming because you've... I think that nap gives a chance for the brain to slow down because otherwise some of us, hey, our brains are going at like 500 miles an hour. Literally. And then now you put something that's overwhelming on top and then that's an extra 1,000. Like, the brain's just going and the nap and, is the only way. And then you're trying to submit to somebody. Ay, 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 ay. Especially no if, you're, if you're a straight woman, <laughs> you're submitting to a man. <laughs> <laughs> With no then... boundaries. <laughs> it's crazy. But the last thing I wanted to talk about, which was something you brought up, so I want you to take the lead on this, is oh sexual gosh. negotiation. Explain this to me. Well, actually, I was I was thinking more in terms of like 
how it relates to self-love because I think that sometimes if you don't love yourself or not that if you don't love yourself because I think that that really simplifies things mm-hmm. but then if you are like um if you have issues with your body image for instance I think that you the way that you negotiate with sex is very different to when your body image is a bit more positive because i think at certain points this is obviously this is not like this is generalization this is exactly not, yeah no, this well, is we just want to make it clear full disclosure <laughs> we have not like researched anything in depth we're going on personal experience and just generalization of certain things that we are aware of full disclosure we're people of the world we know these things but yeah, yeah. <laughs> obviously in a general term I don't know how much it was. <laughs> um, yeah so the way that you because you know if you're like um, it, when you've got a poor body image sometimes mm-hmm. one can be like oh I'm just happy that this person's chosen me and whatever the person wants i'm gonna do it blah 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 without taking into consideration that actually you don't really like doing this thing and that thing really makes you quite uncomfortable but here you are and then when you've got a more body like a more positive one you're more able to be like actually this is what i want you to do i don't want you to do this don't suck my left toe (laughs) yeah just my right one (laughs) and you're good to go (laughs) You know what I mean? So it's so true, though, isn't it? And I mean, I mean, again, talking from personal experience, when I haven't, um, you know, felt my possible best self, mm-hmm. I am more inclined to have reckless sex because actually, I'm just looking for gratification from wherever I can get it from. Mm. And if somebody's showing interest in me when I'm not showing interest in me, then I'm just happy that, oh, for like a split second, you think maybe there isn't something so wrong with me, but they want me to do this weird thing. And if I don't do it, he might never come back or she might never come back. So you do it anyway and you don't like it, Mm. which is like such a warped way of I don't even know why we do it. What has, like, it comes back again to what has society taught us that this is acceptable behaviour? It's, it's mad. It's, it's sad, actually, because I think that a lot of times the victims, I don't know if victims is the right word, but for lack of a better word, let's just use victim. Um, the victims of this is is women yep. is young girls is vulnerable people people who like even actually even men can be quite vulnerable and they can have quite poor body image and they can end up having sex with people that they don't necessarily feel all of that like <clears throat> um, attraction to or for is just for a sake of gratification or for to feel validated but, yeah, for a short period of time. Yes, yeah, it's, it's all very short. It's all very short. And, you know, the, once it's over, you're going, you're back to zero. Exactly. So what have you actually achieved in this, in this um, escapade that you've just, like, nine times out of ten, you probably haven't orgasmed properly. You've probably barely hit orgasm. Well, if you're a guy, 
let's go stereotypically you probably would have orgasmed if you're a woman the likelihood is you haven't it depends if you have sex with men or if you yeah yeah or even even if if you're having sex with non-binary people yeah so um yeah but then if you're gonna have um sex with a man a cis man (laughs) (laughs) heterosexual cis man In in this uh, patriarchal world, oh my god, that was the, uh, in my mouth can't even say the word. You are choking on the word. Honestly, uh, just to let you guys know, full disclosure, I do actually like the p word. Um, yeah, I do, but only when they are pleasuring me. The way I want to be pleasured. I sound like I hate men, but don't hate men. Exactly. They just do their thing in that corner over there. (laughs) 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 No, I thought, yeah. Let them do their thing. But yeah, like, um, hmm? what was I even saying before my words got stumbled again? This is such a wayward conversation, you know. My friend. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. We'll call it a filler episode. <laughs> Get to know us. <laughs> it's just a filler episode. It's all right. Sometimes the entertainment, light entertainment, man. Exactly. Every day, serious, serious. Exactly, exactly. And to be fair, we have been having like heavy topics, so we really have. Like, yeah, yeah. We have been having some heavy topics, but I think in general, the general consensus is. You need to love yourself in order for anybody else to love you as cliche and as, you know. Sometimes it's the cliches that make sense. But then, okay, maybe let's explore that cliche a little bit, yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe like we say that um, once you love yourself, you'll be able to... Um, uh, okay, so you know when you've got a tree, yeah, and then you put like nutrients in it? Actually, no, that's not the right analogy. Basically, if you love yourself, you'll be able to feel the love that someone else feels gives you much yes. better than if you don't. Because then if you don't, you'll be second guessing that. You'll be like questioning the source of their love. You will be questioning the authentic the the authentic the hell. <laughs> you'll be you'll be um, questioning everything that they're saying about you and it's just Yeah. You love yourself, man. Exactly. And there's only this one you, man. There's just one you in this Exactly. Book. And I think as well, something that we haven't explored too much, which is really interesting because we've both talked about this and I think we both kind of have a, a, the same kind of outlook on this, is relationship types. Mm. I mean, we've talked about, you know, <coughs> submission, but actually relationship types. Guys... People, women, non-binary, those who have yet to decide. Um, relationship can look any way you want it to look like, as long <laughs> as you both are happy. Why? I like. Obviously, I know where monogamy comes from because I was watching a documentary on this. <laughs> I was doing research. People, I don't just come here with no facts. 
Um, and again, it was built by, you know, the male society. No shock there. But yeah, so many people are bad at it because naturally we're not made to be monogamous. And during the documentary, um, it was really interesting when somebody made the comment that actually people are committed to monogamy, not the relationship. Now, we're seeing more and more polyamorous relationships. We're seeing more open relationships. We're seeing even entanglements with Jada. <laughs> I'm not I'm not sure on the entanglements. However, the rest of them and I think for me personally, I don't think um a monogamous relationship is fully for me. Mm. I think mm. I could make it work if I really wanted to. I have like in gen I've never cheated on anybody. Um but then again it's because uh, I wouldn't cheat because I'm thinking of how people would perceive me if I did that. Not because the option isn't there or... Yeah, like, do you, do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. But I, I was thinking, like, isn't it crazy that then it's it's you who would have to then consider, like, it's automatically you who has to consider monogamy rather than your partner who has to... Um, think outside of the box in, in, yeah. in any situation because that's what would happen isn't it that it would be the the one who isn't um, the one who doesn't want monogamy is the one who would have to be the one who would have to change to but then some people are poorly underdressed so poorly and what? some people be like they say that oh I want to be in a poly relationship because they don't want to lose the person that they're with but then deep down they don't really want to be in a poly relationship um, yeah which is also quite sad because really and truly, I really believe that you can create the, the perfect relationship for yourselves if you through communication. Yes. And communication, communication, communication. Like, let's just sit down and talk. Like, exactly. <laughs> what, what are your expectations? What are your this? Because, you know, to think that one person is going to be your all each and every time, in each and every way, is silly. I mean, obviously, it's not silly because if you like monogamy, that's you and I'm not judging you because that's your thing. Exactly. But, and then also to, to, to assume that if someone dangled like a piece of... Um, Meat, if you like meat, broccoli, if you don't eat meat in front of you and your mouth won't water, it's impossible. Exactly. So if then why, why, have we, why have we then created monogamy as like the norm? We keep, we keep pushing it because we can't, we don't have, we're not, our imagination is not bright enough to, <laughs> to allow us to think outside the box. Um, because a lot of people think automatically that, oh, they panic at, at the idea of like a poly relationship or even an open relationship because they're like, oh, it's cheating on me, cheating on me. But these are the same people who then go and cheat on their partners and their partners in there. And it's, I'm not judging the person who gets cheated on because that's not how they have known. But if you. Exactly, yeah. Like, but then it comes back to communication. Mm. Because actually, any time that I so I have been cheated on, and 
I am open, and I've the thing is, yeah, I I think I kind of knew from a young age that I liked multi I, that I could like multiple people mm-hmm. at the same time, and that doesn't mean that I like anyone less or like anyone more. Um, but I like them for various different reasons, and they give me various different levels of happiness or contentment or anything like that. Yeah. So then when, yeah, and I have, funnily enough, had the conversation of polyamory in almost every relationship that, like, adult relationship that I've been in, especially my last relationship. Now, the last person I was with was really not into polyamory. Mm. So we never went down that route, but they couldn't understand why I wouldn't just go ahead and cheat because I'm open to polyamory. I was like, but we've had the conversation and it's not something you're into. So therefore, why would the... I don't want to cheat on you. Exactly. I don't want to cheat on you. Like, no, no. What the hell? Yeah, if we're doing something, we're doing it together. There's an understanding. But then when I've had partners who have cheated on me and we've had that conversation and they say, oh, you know, I could never do that. I'm actually more angry at the fact that you didn't tell me that you liked somebody else and mm. then you went ahead with them. You've not allowed me to make a decision about whether or not I want to be in that situation or not. Because if you had told me and I'm chill about it, then it's not cheating, is it? No one's going to say, I, I saw yeah. your boyfriend or your girlfriend in the mall with somebody else. I'd be like, oh yeah, that's Maria, whatever. Mm-hmm. And you know the way people are gossips The way that they'll tell you would be a madness Exactly Oh, Is that blah blah your partner <laughs> oh, I saw them in the pub Yeah Yay. Giving oh, you like yeah. half half details <laughs> Nah Couldn't deal with that Exactly So like not to give too much away from this Netflix documentary that I was watching, but it's called Monogamy. Under, <laughs> under uh, it's, a, it's a series from Explained. And um, it is, the section is actually called Monogamy, so you can literally go and look it up for anybody who's interested. But um, they were basically talking about how we were hunter-gatherers at the beginning of time. And the only way... Um, communities would survive is that everybody worked together so men and women were equally equally allowed to have multiple partners and it was really interesting because they said like one of the explorers had asked the like a native Indian um, tribe like if all of you have well not all of you but if you know, you guys have slept together. How do you then determine who who is the father of the child? And the native people were like, the child belongs to the tribe, mm-hmm. not to one person. And that also then begs the saying of when we say, you know, it takes a village to raise a child. Mm-hmm. It takes a village to raise a child, but we're not taking a village to like look after us oh i'm not saying you all need to start like you know creating a like a little village of yourselves and there's like a hundred people there and you're just doing like mad orgies although hit me up because i might be interested 
<laughs> Slide in the DMs <laughs> with details of your next orgy. <laughs> but do you get what I mean? I feel like I'm waffling yeah. a bit, but do you get what I'm trying to say? Like, if we are naturally not made to be monogamous, why has this idea constantly then been pushed as the norm? Oh, right. Now I hear what you're saying. Yeah. I knew I was waffling. I don't know what I was trying to say. <laughs> I think I was just trying to say if there's a party, hit me up. <laughs> the long way around it. So I see you, I see you, I see you. Um, why is it being pushed? I think that that's, yeah, that's an interesting one. Hmm. This, and then also the fact that it is pushed really does limit the way that people think about relationships. I think that it, it makes people very the imagination is very closed off to the idea of anything else because then everything else is seen as cheating even exactly. when it's done in a way that is safe yeah let's go with safe um yeah. that is safe for both parties or for all the partners involved you know um because imagine if your if your partner says to you um i'm seeing this person it's completely sexual because they can fulfill this sexual need of mine. And mm -hmm. you're like, cool, because I'm not really willing to do that sexual thing for you. Yeah. Person is, I think that that's cool. Um, maybe if then that's, if they go, it go boundaries, you can then say, okay, so you and this person can just, this person is doing this for you and this only, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, then don't stay and start talking about your day and like start doing emotional stuff. <laughs> <laughs> because this person is fulfilling a sexual need. Yes. So be explicit about the need that you need to fulfill, to get that need fulfilled and that need only. And it comes like communication. I just think that communication in our society, communication is not pushed as much as it should be. People don't like to talk about real things. They don't like to talk about their real feelings. So no one actually really knows what they really want. So they, then they don't even have the emotional intelligence to really look within themselves to see what kind of relationship they would actually really like. And then to actually be brave enough to go get that relationship. I completely agree with you. And people are, like, not willing to sometimes even just think outside the box. Because, and then there's also this, like, belief that, you know, thinking outside the box, oh, because society has basically pushed a certain narrative, when you start to think outside the box, you then start to think, oh, what will my parents think? Yeah. Blah, 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 blah. And, like... Let's even look at queerness. Queerness is not even like, it's not new. It's been around for centuries. And somehow we've managed to push that heterosexual relationship is the norm. I'm not saying that heterosexual relationships don't have their place. But how has that become the norm? Like, that's the only way of being. <laughs> yeah. And the thing is, like, variety and varieties yeah i mean that's probably not the right word but let's use it for now variety is literally at the heart i don't like the way it sounds right anyway <laughs> before i get hung up on the word um variety is at the heart of like life because yes. nothing things have to exist in multiple different ways you know they can't just be one way of being there's 
you can't just think monogamy is the only way and it's the right way just like you yeah. know when you have like um people who believe like their religion is the right religion and that's the only religion no like multiple things can coexist and be true at the same time exactly i mean we're trying to find multiple other planets that have life on them so why is it that we don't find that weird but we find multiple different types of relationship relationships even strange we're literally trying to find life on another planet do you think there's life on other planets 100%. We can't yeah. be the only creatures. We can't there. be. And I think that it's, it's, it's very egotistical for us to sit here and think like we, we are the only ones. There's no life. <laughs> like the universe is too big. The universe exactly. is too freaking big. And even the way that we think about life, like we can't, we're so egotistical that we the only life that we, we are willing to accept as life is life that looks similar to ours or life that we can look at and be like, yeah, this is what I call life. So it's yeah. life. Humans are actually like we're so interesting. <laughs> we are. I reckon. Yeah, other lives look at us and think these lot are just weird. Like there's somebody actually. I was watching something yesterday, and um, on one of the documentaries, somebody said, you know, I believe that there's life on other planets but they don't want to engage with us because we're not ready for them mm -mm. they just think we're just too stupid but okay then okay are you like have you ever like, gone into a conspiracy youtube yeah <laughs> <laughs> do you know where i'm going <laughs> i'm not sure because conspiracy youtube yeah is a bit mad <laughs> I fucking love it. Okay, so, right? If you now start to think about like, oh, uh, Area 51 and all of this and all of that, like, do you think then that they have made some kind of content? <laughs> they made some kind of content, but then the powers that be, but. <laughs> This is like some doctor. This has turned into like talking all things queer to like Doctor Who. <laughs> I, I heard myself speaking. I was like, mm -hmm. <laughs> back it up. <laughs> I I do think I do think that there has been some sort of a contact. I don't necessarily believe that powers that be. Well, not powers that be, because I think that simplified it. Because you know, the powers yeah, that be is the multi-layered like Trump. Yeah, yeah, but then there's just other people above. Because <laughs> then now you have to go into that deep state. <laughs> and all that. <laughs> And I would like to think that Trump ain't having no say about anything else. Uh, what can you say, please? What can you say? What can Nothing. you say, that man? That man. Do you think like they watch us and they're like, come and see this orange thing talking? <laughs> probably, you know. They're probably like, what even are these? And why are they all so weird? <laughs> why do they keep destroying their own home? Yeah. I don't get it. <laughs> I don't get it at all. And why do they keep eating this stuff or like wearing masks? <laughs> like they probably just think we're mad. I do believe there's life, other life out there, and I definitely believe that 
contact may have been made, um, whether we know it or not. Because that's the other thing. Like, if we're so egotistical that we can't recognize life that isn't like ours, are we actually then missing other life that's out there? Mm. And obviously, when you now put into like the, the the fact that like the multiple dimensions that then exist and the things that we do not we're not able to see, then so there's of course there's things there's so much there's so much things out there that we can't see, and it's just all happening in front of our eyes, and we're oblivious to it because we have Trump and Bojo. <laughs> sure. Ah. Ah. Exactly, trying to run the show and the Putin. Putin. Hmm, he's, def- he's definitely the one who's nominated Trump for a Peace Prize. 100%. What? Wait, what? <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Trump, wait, what? Trump, what? Trump was nominated for a Nobel Peace Prize. This year? Yes. Like what? As like a joke or like? No, 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 as like for real. Ah. Ah, yep. That's quite sad. Did Obama get one? No, I don't think so. Okay, good. <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying that Obama is the same level as Trump, but I'm I'm just saying that Obama is not angel. <laughs> exactly. So I I can't understand. Like, what did I, I'm not sure if he did. You know, I've I've never not that I've I've ever known, and I'm quite into politics, so. Yeah, I don't. Think I had to has. give it a break, mate. I've had I've had to make that take that conscious decision to be like, do you know what? Nah. Twenty twenty is not the year to be making no political decisions. That is for sure. I mean, it's not to say that I'm completely like out of the loop or whatever, but then I'm very aware of what's within my like circle of like control and all of that shit. Because I think that for me, a lot of twenty twenty has left had left me feeling a bit like helpless. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I was, like things, everything was just out of control, and then. Politics on top of that, this man is saying go to work, don't go to work. Nah, nah, I wanted no part of it. I said no. I'd rather be sat in my circle of like knowing than yeah. be out here just, just because it's all, anyway, what to do. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. Politics is for another show. I think we're going to have to split this episode into two. How many hours have we done? I've no idea. I've just been recording, to be honest. I didn't even look oh at the time. Gosh. Okay, you should pause it because I want to make a comment. <laughs> okay. Right, so, Imale, tell me. <laughs> Wait, I took myself on a date today and I went to that Ethiopian <laughs> restaurant, yeah? And I'm just eating food now and it's so nice, it's making me want to dance. <laughs> You went to a what type of restaurant? An Ethiopian restaurant. Oh, that's so cool. I didn't it's know they had one. It's my girl and I'm done. So they charged me by like fourteen fifty, yeah. And I came home and I clocked and I felt so bad. I called the map and I was like, Oh my gosh, this is growth. Because me from like <laughs> a year ago would have been like cool. You'll be blessed. <laughs> <laughs> I would have gone on my day. <laughs> Do you know I've done that once? I bought um I remember going into like the co-op mm. where I near where I used to live and I bought like I bought a couple of things and I bought I remember distinctly buying two bottles of wine, rose. Mm-hmm. And um 
I went to like a person, they scanned it, and then obviously I put everything into the bag, paid for the money, and I got a receipt. Because you know, we were talking about how we keep receipts in case the alarm goes off, mm. being black and all that. We ain't trying to, <laughs> do, I ain't trying to catch a case. Mm. And um, so I get in the car, and I'm just having like a quick look, like a rundown through of the um, receipt. And my ex actually wanted to see what I got because I put the bag in the boot or whatever. And um, she goes, oh, lovely, you got a bottle of wine. And I said, no, I got two bottles of wine. She goes, there's only one bottle on the receipt. She started driving. She was like, that's their business. She was like, did you go self-service or a person? I said, I went to a person because I know, because I hate buying alcohol in self-service because then you got to wait for somebody to turn up so I'd just rather up. just go to mm. a person and then just get it all done Cowed I was like man. yeah exactly so I was like I've no I went to a person she was like well then if they've scanned it that's not your problem and I said no and that night she convinced me not to go back to the store yeah mm. but me the next day I went to the store and I like basically took a picture and I said I was like I was on this till where you know I kind of just gave a brief description of what the person looked like and I said I'm not saying it's their fault or anything but I bought two bottles of wine but only one was actually scanned and I didn't realize until when I got home and here's the receipt but I've actually got two bottles of wine and they were like that's really kind of you not a lot of people would do that they were like to be honest I don't think we would have noticed so we're not going to charge you no that's nice of them yeah. you know, you're a nice person for big like for big okay so there's levels to this moral thing for me personally <laughs> like Big stores, big, big names, big brands. It's so fair, do you know what I mean? You undercharge me? Cool. It's none of my business. I'm not involved. But then it's like a mums and pups, you know, like a local family. I'm like, cool. I'll give you, I'll, I'll come back and I'll give you the money. But a big shop, nah, nah. When I used to work in, um, <laughs> when I used to work in McDonald's, I used to, um, when the kids would come and be like, can I have some water? I'd be like, what do you want? Do you want a Fanta? <laughs> do you want a Coke? Do you want a burger with it? Go on. <laughs> a whole meal again. Yeah. I used to give out free food like it was nothing. I was like, do you know why I used to do that? So I used to work for EE <laughs> years ago. And I used to give out free phones. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> I love the way you nearly choked. Oh my god. <laughs> a free phone is not like a free burger. <laughs> what? <laughs> and they didn't cook. No, they did after a while. So basically, I was a technical analyst for mm-hmm. EE. And all that means in fancy words is, you know, when you have a problem with your phone and it says, press one for technical support. Yeah. Or whatever, when you ring whoever you're <coughs> that was me. And there's like these list of things that we go through, say questions that we ask, um, have you done this? Have you done that? And, and then that kind of creates like a diagnostics on the system of what the system thinks is wrong with your phone. Now, in the case where somebody's phone was absolutely just 
bonkers, couldn't be fixed, and they needed a replacement, the 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 usual figure was like three hundred pounds for a replacement if you yeah. didn't have like insurance, and obviously people would be like, "That's so expensive," considering I bought the phone broken, and I'd be like, "Oh, that's fair enough. I'll just waiver the replacement fee." Mm. And send you the phone. When they clocked, what did they say? <clears throat> I got fired is the long and short of it. <laughs> How I stayed in the job for a bit longer than what I should have stayed um, is due to, yeah. But I got fired. Let me hey, there's say a story that. there. There's a story there. <laughs> There's uh, a story then. Once we stop recording, I want to know this story. One hundred percent. I'll tell you the story off air. But um, yeah, I got sacked in the end. People like. And this and is why I no longer work at EE. One hundred percent. And um, it was really funny because they were like, "Do you want to appeal the decision?" And I just looked at the woman. I was like, "Is there anything to appeal?" <laughs> she was like, "To be honest, not really." She was like. The company, she was like, it's not as if you've, like, stolen money or anything. She's like, so, you know, if you wanted a reference, your work ethic, all that stuff, like, we would still give you really good credentials. You just yeah. obviously are just a little bit too, like, morally charged. You <laughs> 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 oh, the people telling you that, you know? I know. Okay. 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 Check your fucking people. But this has been like an amazing conversation. Exactly. So use the It's a Bones Life podcast um, hashtag and let us know. Have you enjoyed talking? If you've enjoyed listening to Imale and I, um, and tell us what bits you've loved the most. And yeah, use the hashtag people and tell us, you know, what are your boundaries? What kind of relationships have you been in? What are you looking for? How does your body image affect your sexual negotiation? Exactly. Do you indulge in self-love? And if you do, Ooh. how? I think that those are really good questions. So you guys need to get back to us so that we can... Amala, tell us where to find you. You can find me at underscore neverending quest on Instagram. <laughs> Fantastic. Obviously, you guys know where to find me. It's a Bane's Life podcast on all social media, Twitter, Instagram, and I've got a Facebook page called It's a Bane's Life podcast. Aside from that, I have also got my personal page, which is Mussy Isi, which is on Twitter and Instagram. Keep listening. People, if you're listening to this on Apple, can you actually give us the thumbs up? Can you rate it, comment so that we can get more people listening? We can get more people engaging. We've been doing really well and we want to keep it going. So I thank you all for your help. Have a lovely week and we will be back with another episode soon. Ciao. Bella, ciao, Bella. <laughs> <laughs>